Greetings, Weary Wanderer, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. This week, we're doing something a little bit different. We are not going to be playing a game. Instead, we're going to be talking about solo RP in general. Now, reason for this is I'm actually in the middle of a move. The movers are coming in a couple hours. I have been very bad. I'm a horrible content creator, and I am never ahead of schedule. So, this week, we're going to talk about solo. So, first off, why solo? All right, why get into solo TTRPG in general? Now, this is episode 30, so if you are one of my followers or subscribers, then you guys know it's because it's fun. It's a fun way to play and to just get into the hobby and continue the hobby. After all, game schedules can be kind of tricky. Finding a game can be kind of tricky. You may have gotten burned on a game. You may have gotten burned in a group. And it's just, you know, sometimes you just can't play with people. And Solo provides a great opportunity for that. It also might be that, you know, your home group just isn't scratching that itch. It's not satisfying that urge that you have because you might be in a group that is very combat focused and you want to be able to explore some RP and you want to be able to explore some character aspects. On the other hand, you might be in a very RP heavy group and every once in a while you just want to do a good old dungeon dive. Like dungeon crawls are fun. There is some fun aspects to them and you know, you might not be getting enough of that. Or it's also just one of those, yeah, D&D is great as a social game to play with your friends, but it might not be actually hitting the role-playing urge that you need. So a lot of reasons to dive into solo, a lot of reasons to have fun with it. And to help out with that, in fact, we're going to be talking about some solo systems. Now, there are a lot of different flavors to your solo games, okay? There are a lot of different things that you can do, and there are a lot of systems that help with that. Now, of course, you can always play your favorite TTRPG solo. You are going to need some help. You're probably going to want some help because there are just some things that don't work, especially if you're trying to have some surprise. So one of the most popular tools to help out with playing something like Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, Call of Cthulhu, something like that in a solo setting is going to be a GM emulator. And one of the most popular GM emulators is the Mythic GM emulator. Now, Mythic is great. What Mythic does is it basically provides an oracle, all right? Something that you can ask yes, no questions to. So instead of where you would ask your DM or GM, hey, do I see this? Can I do this? Blah, 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 blah. You ask the Oracle, you ask Mythic. And Mythic has some nuance to it. You have different options that you can choose from very likely, somewhat likely, 50-50, not so likely, that sort of thing. So you assign some weight to your question. Hey, are there bandits in this room? I think there's a 50-50 shot. Then you roll and the mythic tables will tell you whether yes or no. 
Now, in addition to that, something that Mythic does is it has what's called a chaos factor. And that chaos factor does two things. One, it does affect the outcome of your roll. So it will, it will affect the outcome of your yes or no. But, and this is where Mythic really does help out, is it also will affect the outcome of your scene. It will affect what scene you have coming up next. So every time you go to start a new scene, you roll against your chaos factor. If you roll above your chaos factor, then it proceeds as normal as you think it's going to. If you roll below your chaos factor, there is going to be a change. Either something happens right before what you think is supposed to happen, or the scene that you thought was going to happen doesn't happen. It's the next logical scene. So Mythic is great for that. In addition to that, Mythic has some tables to help with generating ideas. So if you kind of get stuck on something and it's, well, I'm not quite sure what would present, like the Oracle says something's there, but I'm not quite sure what I want to be there. You can roll on the tables and it will say along the lines of treasured heirloom or something like that. You know, something just to spark some ideas. Now, the other thing that will help out is going to be some type of collection of random tables. Because after all, you're going to get into a situation and yes, there's going to be an encounter indicated, but you can't think of what the encounter is going to be. So you want to roll on a random table and there are just anything that you want to do with that. Anything that you want to use for those random tables. You have the Flex Solo Toolkit, you have the Solo Toolbox, you have Reddit communities dedicated to generating random tables, DMs Guild, D&D Beyond, Google, just anything that you can think of. There are going to be random tables and those random tables will help flesh out those scenes and provide you stuff to do in those scenes. So those are really the two big things that you need, or you can just do whatever you feel because it's solo. This is all about your personal enjoyment. Now, outside of outside of that, some things to help out with running one of those major systems is to roll up a couple characters and play those characters. After all, something like D&D, it's not really designed for one person to try to go through and do that. It's designed for a team to go through and try and beat this dungeon or accomplish this quest or what have you. So roll up that team. When it comes to controlling that team, well, one thing D&D does very well is the classes are based on archetypes. So just start out with the archetype and the stereotypes within that archetype, especially in your first couple sessions, especially if you're nervous about it. Start out with those archetypes and those stereotypes and play to that. And then as time goes on, you can add some nuance to the characters as you start to get a feel for them and how they actually would respond in those situations. But it is fine to say, hey, I have a barbarian. The barbarian is going to be angry and they're going to take an angry response to everything. But I also have a wizard and the wizard is going to be very calm and logical about everything. So when we end up in... When we end up in a town and an NPC is giving us a quest, then it's fine for the barbarian to be like, yes, we shall go out and we shall kill it all. And for the wizard to be like, well, calm down, check it out. We should do this instead. 
or at least we should think about this. And that type of stuff is cool and that's fine. And then as you progress, then you can start working on character arts where maybe the barbarian learns to control themselves a little bit more while the wizard becomes a little more bold. Now, outside of the group games, you do have systems that are designed more for solo. So starting off with one of the easiest one is Caltrip Core. And this was developed by Titan Amaki. And it is, it's a great system. It is a great little system. It's based on the D4. And that D4 is basically going to give you yes and yes, no but, no answers. So very super simple Oracle type system. And this can actually be used to great effect. There are some great games that use this. You Died is one of them. You Died has a great dungeon crawling experience, a real old school feel to it. And the D4 system just really simplifies everything down. And there are several great Caltrip Core games that basically boil down to either yes or no with a little bit of flair depending on if you got a four or a one. Now, one of the other popular ones is going to be Wretched and Alone. And there are two variations of Wretched and Alone, but Wretched and Alone is going to first and foremost be great for horror games. This is one of those, it is designed for those horror games. After all, it's based on the game The Wretched, which is a Aliens-inspired game where you are trying to survive an alien invader in your ship. And one of the ways that it helps out with these horror aspects is with the use of a block tower, with the use of a tumbling block tower, Jenga, knockoff, whatever you got. And this works great for horror because as you're going along and you're doing your stuff and you're pulling your cards to get your prompts, which is the other thing that it does. It is, it is a card prompt based game. Every turn, you're going to draw a number of cards and respond to the prompts on them. Some of those cards, though, are also going to tell you to pull from the tower. And the horror comes in with, well, your tower can fall over. And when your tower falls over, your game is over. So you have that, you have that constant tension and that building tension with the block tower because you can see how wobbly that tower is. You can get that building dread of, is this going to be the one that knocks it over? Now, the other one that you have, the other variation that you have, the one that I use is a dice pool variant where you have 100 D6. And every time that it would ask you to pull from the tower, instead you would roll this dice pool. And anytime you rolled a one, you would remove those dice from the pool. So your dice pool is a dwindling resource. Now, this does fundamentally change the feel of Wretched and Alone games because you don't have that building tension. You don't have that sudden dread that, oh, is this the one that knocks over the tower? Instead, you do get a growing depression as you watch that dice pool dwindle down further and further and further until finally it's gone. You're never going to be surprised when it ends. It's just going to end. And so like that's still great for the horror genre, but it's like some fundamentally different type of horror because 
again, this is more of the depression based, the grinding one game that one game that uses wretched and alone, but I think benefits a lot from using the dice pool variant is rain in hell because that game, a lot of the theme on that game is you are, you are one of the last people trying to prevent the fall of hell and you're one of the last demons trying to prevent the fall of hell and it's been forever and you don't know how long you can hold on so using the dice pool variant and getting that growing depression works very well for that game now another system another popular system is carta and carta is based a little bit on wretched and alone in the sense that Carta uses cards for prompts in the same way that the Wretched does and all of your Wretched and Alone games do. But with Carta, you're not with Carta, you're not rolling a dice to see how many tasks you're gonna accomplish in a day. With Carta, what you're doing is you're laying those cards out in some type of grid. So Carta works really great for games of exploration and discovery. It's really great for games like that. Of course, one of the best games that you can play with Carta is going to be Dead Belt. All right, go check out Dead Belt by a couple of Drakes. It is an amazing game. It has a great aesthetic. It's Space Cowboys, and Carta works wonderfully for that. But on the other end, there's also very cozy games that you can play with that, like As the Crow Flies. As the Crow Flies has a lovely, cozy feel. And Chubby Crow Games did a really great job, which is capturing a little bit of whimsy, a little bit of fantastical, and using Carta to help build that up. And then on top of all of that, the next system you have, building more on the cards is going to be just card prompt style games in general using a deck of cards to create some prompts to create some story ideas is just you know that's just classic that's just some classic solo play at this point and it is a very easy very common way to do that so the cards become your oracle and some games that do that very well you have Galati by Mirrorlock Games. That uses cards wonderfully well to build that. Now, technically, it is a technically it does use the Wretched Alone system because you do have a dice tower or you do have a block tower involved. But a lot of that is a lot of that game is based on the cards and the prompts that you get from them. So yeah, the block tower exists, but that's more a game of self-reflection. And the game works wonderfully well without the block tower honestly like you could you could pull that out and you're really not affecting much of the much of the game and the game feeling and mirrorlock did a wonderful job with how they designed that game now another very popular system another very popular system is going to be powered by the apocalypse now powered by the apocalypse is wonderful for narrative driven games when you actually want to use dice and you want your dice to help determine those outcomes and with these powered by the apocalypse games there is no there is no real fail state like you yes you can take harm and yes your character can get to a point where they are hurt 
and their health, quote unquote, goes below zero. But that doesn't like end the game. That just ends what you're able to do at that moment. So these fail mechanics really help out with failing forward because as you as you hit these fails, you're still provided opportunities for progression and for bouncing back. And even if you take harm, that just imposes some negative stats on you and you're able to keep going and you're able to keep playing. Powered by the Apocalypse also ended up inspiring one of the most popular solo game systems out there, and that is going to be Ironsworn and Starforged. And Starforged is just Ironsworn in space. And I hesitate to say that Ironsworn is powered by the Apocalypse. It uses very similar systems and mechanics to that, but it does have a it does have probably one of my favorite resolution mechanics because with iron sworn all of your stuff you're rolling your roll and then you roll what's called challenge dice so you're going to roll a d10 and then you're going to roll a challenge dice for another d10 correction you're going to roll two challenge dice which are also d10s and if your rolls beat those challenge dice if your rolls beat those challenge dice, then you get some wonderful opportunities for success and growth and marking progress on your progress track. And the progress track is the best part of the Ironsworn system because every time you do something, you create a progress track. And that progress track is going to have a certain strength to it. And based on how hard that progress track is, is you know how many boxes you get to tick. So... Once everything's all said and done, when you want to try and resolve that quest that you're on, you roll your challenge dice against your progress track. And just like your other stuff, like just like your other challenges that you had to do in order to make progress, if you beat one challenge dice, you get a mixed success. And that means that, yeah, you succeed, but it's not going to be the way that you wanted. And there's going to be some consequences. But if you beat both dice, then that's a complete success. Everything goes on all hunky-dory-like. And then if you fail to beat either of those dice, then that is a complete failure and you don't succeed. And now you have to find another way forward. And you need to pivot and find another way around that issue. So Iron Sworn, really great with that. And then the other thing about Iron Sworn is that the creator, Sean Tomklin, did such a wonderful job with writing the book, writing the books for those. And he provides so many tables in there to help generate and spark ideas. The action and theme tables are very well thought out and very well executed. And there are just some great ways to great ways to use that. And there's a while you can play Iron Swarm with a group, it is like it is designed for solo play. Like it is very solo conscious in its design. So Ironsworn makes for a great solo play system. But at the end of the day, whatever system you choose kind of doesn't matter. It's like the things that are going to come into play is what you are looking for and what you enjoy. 
you know, any D20-based system is going to be very swingy. You have a lot of opportunity for great success and great failure. Whereas something like Powered by the Apocalypse or Iron Sworn, most of where you're going to live is in mixed success. And the gameplay is all about how you pivot and handle that mixed success and put yourself in a position so that you get that complete success. And that's how you move forward. You know, versus games like Wretched and Alone, where you do have that instant fail mechanic, which is running out of dice or that block tower falling. So there are plenty of options out there and there are plenty of ways to approach solo and just find a way that works for you, all right? Again, it's solo. You're playing by yourself. You got nobody else around, all right? All you have is some dice, a notebook to jot down how your session went, and, you know, a deck of cards and some prompts, all right? And it's all about finding your personal enjoyment and what you want to do and finding a system that will help complement what type of game you're trying to play. All right, I would not recommend a D20-based game for something investigative. That swing is way too big, and it's just going to be really disappointing because you're going to keep running into situations where, oh, I failed this check, and now now this path is blocked off, and I can't get the clues that I need. I wouldn't necessarily recommend Wretched and Alone for some type of investigative type game because, you know, that instant fail mechanic is going to be highly unsatisfying because, oh yeah, you know, the investigation's cruising along. I'm making some good progress. I'm close to finding things out and, oh, my tower fell over. I guess I lose. All right. Powered by the Apocalypse works great for that because you have the mixed success. You have failing forward you have the ability to pivot and redirect and find other ways around it all right but d20 systems are going to work great for things where you want that swing you want those epic highs and those low lows it's great for that epic fantasy feel it's great for that grimdark feel because yeah a couple bad rolls and your character dies that fits grimdark very well you know, a couple poor decisions on the character's part or on a character's part in a grim dark world, and they are dead. You know, on the other hand, the epic fantasy of hey, I've had some great roles, I've stacked my modifiers, I've built my character well, and I can take on armies. And that's a very powerful feel. And if you want something if you want something a little more horror based, a little more tension based, then Wretched and Alone. Great for that. Pull out that block tower, just see how like see how you respond to having to like knowing you have to make a move knowing you have to make that move and you have to pull that block out and not knowing if that tower is going to stay up or not so a lot of great options for solo games a lot of great opportunities for solo games and again a fun hobby if you're not involved in it if you've just been listening to me talk about games highly recommend that you grab one dive on in there are some great easy games in here pilgrimage of the sun guard great easy game to start off with not really based on any system it captures a great vibe to it and you know excellent opportunity to have a small self-contained thing 
again, as the crow flies, great for a first-time game. Lovely, cozy feel to it. And Carta is a very easy system to pick up and use. So at the end of the day, find what you want, like figure out what type of genre you want to play, figure out what type of gameplay that you're looking for, and then find a system that will complement that. And then hop onto itch, hop onto drive through and check them out. Like check out those systems because somebody has written a game that falls in line with that. Somebody has written a game that will be very close to what you're looking for. And then if you're looking for more outside of the box stuff, then there are also games that do that as well. All right. We've already talked about us. We've already talked about pilgrimage of the sun guard. You also got grimoire, which use, which is a wonderfully unique system. So there are plenty of, plenty of options, plenty of great things that you can do. And, you know, if you get lost, if you're confused, if you have questions, well, then go ahead and drop me a comment. Let me know. Cause after all, part of why I do this, the main reason why I do this is to share with you all these games so that you can find something you want to play. And I am absolutely here to help. And if you need that help, well, then make sure you listen to the closing tag because my socials are in there. But I've been Steel Stash. This is Lonely TTRPG. And remember, I must ask y'all to stay awesome. And as a quick aside, this is probably going to be the last one for a while. Again, I'm moving. I have to take a little bit of a break. So we are going to be on hiatus for a couple weeks unless I finish my new game and do a surprise episode with poor sound recording because I'm losing my stuff. But who knows? We'll see. Just stay tuned. And worst case scenario, I'll see you all again in a couple of weeks. Bye. You've been listening to Lonely TTRPG, the solo TTRPG live play and review. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also reach us at Twitter at BDDC underscore pod or at black dragon dungeon company at gmail.com if you really like us you can consider supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash black dragon dungeon company thank you so much